Hey everybody, this is Adam, host of the podcast you're about to listen to. Don't skip this, it's not an ad. Just dropping in to let you know that we're technically taking the week off like a bunch of damn patriots. So on account of that, the episode you're about to listen to was originally recorded and released back in July 2018. It's called When Romania Banned Abortion. And just like the title implies... It's about the two decades or so when Romania was living under an almost total abortion ban. Spoiler alert, it does not end well for the man who put that ban in place. It doesn't end well for anybody, really. We're releasing this episode again today for obvious reasons. It was recorded back when people were super duper on edge about Roe v. Wade being overturned, and unfortunately... Since we recorded the episode, Roe v. Wade has indeed been overturned. So it's newsworthy again for that reason. Also, I mentioned that we're technically taking this week off. I say technically because since this is an older episode, there are some updates to some of the things we talk about. So at various points throughout the episode, you'll hear this sound. And when you do, that means an update's coming. Also, in case it sounds familiar, but you just can't place exactly where you heard it before, that sound is what you hear when the purge starts. Anyway, thanks for listening. Let's get to the episode. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't really do any of that shit. I just do a whole bunch of shows. Joining me today, she is a fantastic comic who you should check out telling jokes sometime if you're ever in the Los Angeles area. She's making her second appearance on the show, and we're always so happy to have her here. Ladies and gentlemen, Katie Merriam. Also joining me, she is one of the very best friends of the show. She's been on so many damn times, but not so much recently because she hightailed it to England at one point. We are always happy to have her on. Joining us by phone today, ladies and gentlemen, Maria Shahada. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. It's a thousand fucking degrees in here right now. We are in the middle of a heat wave in Burbank and most of the United States. You all know that. Hopefully you're all as uncomfortable as we are. That's all I really ask. Brett, how's it going? Not great. No. Yeah, it's snow. I'm going to Las Vegas tomorrow, so it's only going to get worse for me. Oh, it's it's finally cooling off in L.A. in that it's getting into the 80s and I'm just... Keeping it right on the surface of Mercury level. Oh, yeah. That's that's going to be bad times. Yeah. Joining us on the phone. What the hell was that? Maria Shahada. Hello. Hi. <laughs> She's on the phone. It's going to be a slight delay whenever you talk. There will be her. a slight delay, but we'll edit it out. So I didn't even need to mention that or the delay. It's fine. Maria, how are you? It's only 80 degrees where you are. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I know. it's. I'm doing great. I'm sitting. I've been in front of an air, air conditioner. We can fill lovely. the Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Is it going to be like that? I don't know. It's just she's been fine the entire time. And then now the moment we start the show, she's not. Yeah, you just cut out a little bit. Yeah, I have an air conditioner. But the way my apartment is laid out, it's a a loft apartment. So it stays warm in here when it's 112 degrees outside. (laughs) What you should do, Adam, is... miserable. Yeah. Adam, what you should do is move your your regular living stuff, kitchen, bedroom, all up into this loft. And then we'll record downstairs... (laughs) where the bedroom and living room and kitchen are. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Katie Merriam, how are you? Oh, I'm sweltering. <laughs> yeah. Sweating. You're sitting closest to the air conditioner, if that's any consolation yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, it is. It does make me feel better <laughs> on a mental level. Although the dog is the closest one. Yeah, winter's up here. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? I'm I'm good. This is your second time on the show? You yeah. were on once before, right? Yeah. And then you've done Fight Cast. Yeah. 
where you argued on behalf of Hillary Clinton and then she lost the election. Right. But I won fight cast. Yeah, you did win fight cast. That's true. The fight cast curse. Right. You win fight cast and then your candidate loses the election. Let's see how it goes in 2020. But I blame you for now. I'm going to take that and internalize it and really beat myself up for the next two years. I don't even have the energy to cut anyone off. Hit it, Brad. You know, the hardest part of this show for me is the first one. That was so loud. We just tested the sound effects. <laughs> it was, that was as loud as it is hot. We literally just... In the room. Oh, God. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, Maria. Just a <laughs> Maria sounds like she's part of the song. Just fade it out, Brett. (laughs) I don't know what the hell's going on. (laughs) That's why you got to use the soundboard, man. MPX by, uh, I was going to like do a fake plug for it, but I can't wrap my head around all that. (laughs) Anyway, so we messed up the intro, but that's fine. Like, like we said that I feel like a lot of podcasts this week are going to be weird because it's so fucking hot. Because everyone's brains are melting out their ears. Yeah. I'm not doing any more sound effects the rest of the show. Okay. (laughs) That's fine. Well, at least we're talking about an upbeat topic today. Yay. We're talking about Abortion, which is short for abortion, <laughs> obviously, because it's it's big news again. All of a sudden, it seemed like the abortion debate sort of went away for a while, at least during the Obama years. Mm. It like stopped being a big deal in elections for a little while, very briefly, but not now, not anymore, because Justice Kennedy is retiring. He was the swing vote last time it came up. And now, who knows who Trump's going to replace? I'm sure Trump will have announced the replacement by the time this goes up, I think. Yeah, I think he's going to announce it this week, Ugh. as in the week we're recording this, but I don't know when it's coming out. Oh, it, man. What a lit week that'll be. Yeah. Did you guys see that tweet from one of the Trump sons? <laughs> no, what was it? <laughs> it was like... Shooting this, elephants, this so week, lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week couldn't get any more lit justice... Kennedy just retired or whatever he said. It's like, what? What? Don't say it that way, if nothing else. Just right. tweet that you're excited, but don't say this week couldn't get any more lit. Lit, yeah. Oh. Uh, Is that some fancy I- LA term, getting lit? Doesn't that mean getting drunk? Uh, I think- lit, yeah. I mean, it's a term for everything. Like, lit could be, like, cool, and but, like, also getting lit could be, like, getting fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's just a general term now. Have you been out of the country that long? I'm I'm so out of touch. I have no idea what you kids are saying these days. Clearly. Well, they got to be saying that in New York, too, though. Anyway. I I, I haven't heard it. I'm really upset that Trump Jr. knew how to use it correctly. Yeah, that is kind of disheartening. (laughs) But that's how you know a word. It's time to move on. We need a new lit now that Trump Jr. is using that word. Once it hits like soccer moms and politicians, it's all over. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no once i've heard about it it's done now that i've heard about it oh yeah you guys gotta move on <laughs> so yeah justice kennedy retired he was the swing vote in 92 last time roe v wade was challenged and he sided with you know women basically which was surprising because he is conservative but he's like a moderate conservative not super moderate just moderate on abortion if nothing else which is nice that's a good area to be moderate in (laughs) and so now with him retiring it's expected that trump is going to just appoint someone more conservative than him and roe versus wade might go the other way if it gets challenged this time terrifying it is (laughs) i don't want to be alive anymore (laughs) well what i (laughs) What I worry it'll do, because it's basically Roe versus Wade takes abortion out of the out of states hands. It's not the aim is the aim this time, if they do bring it before the Supreme Court again, is so the court can rule that states can decide whatever they want in terms of abortion. So some states will have it and some states won't. Yeah, some states definitely will not. And Florida in particular seems like they want to be the first one. Once a new Supreme Court justice is appointed, they want 
to challenge Roe versus Wade. Because right we need one more type of person, it's fl- we need more Floridians. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it should be nonstop breeding, Florida. Yeah. So they have to, I mean, that would take them a while, wouldn't it? They have to change their own constitution first. They do. The, the thing that's been blocking abortion bans in Florida is they have a stipulation in their constitution that everyone is entitled to receive health care without political influence. Which is a great concept. I like it. Yeah. Florida. (laughs) Yeah. What a novel concept. And they, but she even said the woman who's pushing this is Jennifer May Sullivan. She's a Republican representative from Mount Dora, wherever the fuck that is. I mean, we know it's in Florida, but it's one of those up in the mountains. It's up in the mountainous part of Florida. And she pushed a bill in 2015 that would have required women to wait 24 hours before getting in a borscht. Who wrote it that way in the notes? Come on. (laughs) And that was rebrand it. Make it cute. (laughs) Everyone get on board. Take the word. It's lit. (laughs) Abortions are lit. Abortions is lit. There's a van parked on (laughs) right up the street from my apartment. Uh, I'll censor out the street name. That's even too close. I don't want people <laughs> knowing that shit. It's a long street. But <laughs> there's a van that has a sign for a lawyer, and the things it advertises are like tax issues, DUI, and then bad abortion. Oh my gosh! Are the uh, things that will represent they will represent you for? And I just I like seeing weirdly they also actually perform the abortions in the van. <laughs> that would be convenient. They help you sue them after they're done giving you an abortion. <laughs> Good use of the word abortion. Thank you. It's catching on already. <laughs> so that law was blocked in the courts in Florida for that exact reason because of that stipulation in their constitution. But she has said now that if Roe versus Wade gets challenged and overturned, she'll just write an amendment to the Constitution to take that part out, which is insane. Right. It is insane. And if you think about the thing that she's modifying is that everyone gets medical care without political influence, except for women, except for right. women. It's just that's what it always comes back to to me is it's like so clearly anybody who's fighting against the right to have an abortion is just oppressing women. That's all, what they want, oppression of women. So, Yeah, I mean, it's at, it becomes forced childbirth yeah. at some point. Yeah, just, and we become cattle. That's Handmaid's Tale shit. Yeah. Oh, hey, there's that sound. That means we have an update for that ass. And in this case, it's mostly good news. For starters, the Florida politician in question here, Republican Representative Jennifer Sullivan, is no longer with us. Politically, that is. She's still alive. She just isn't a politician anymore. She was one of the youngest lawmakers ever elected when she took office in 2014 at the age of 23. But then she went and messed everything up by getting married in 2017. Shortly after that happened... Her husband, who's in the military, was assigned to Dias Air Force Base in Texas, and that meant Sullivan would spend Monday through Thursday in her district in Florida, and then she'd fly out and spend weekends in Texas, and people, it just got to be too much. Sure, Jennifer Sullivan wants to strip you of your reproductive rights, but it's nothing she's going to commit to a nightmare commute over. Before dropping out, Sullivan was set to run against Democrat Deborah Kaplan. And when Kaplan was asked about Sullivan's decision, she said, quote, I think it's a wonderful thing. I think it's a good place for her to put her energy, end quote. And you know what? I agree. In other good news, and speaking of Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis and his cohort of sunshine Nazis hit a roadblock in their quest to ban abortion at 15 weeks with no exemption for rape incest, or victims of human trafficking. As mentioned on this very episode, changes to Florida's abortion laws, which are currently among the least restrictive in the South, would violate the state's constitution. Specifically, the argument has always been that the constitution's right to privacy law means Floridians can access abortion without government intrusion. It was that provision in the constitution that the judge, in this case, ruled the new abortion laws violated. That said, all this really means is that the changes can't be implemented until the case snakes its way through the Florida legal system. Eventually, it will get to that state Supreme Court 
which is jam-packed with Republican appointees. And all bets are off in that case. So we'll see how it goes. In the meantime, let's get back to the pod. Great show, by the way. (laughs) Fucking love that show. Couldn't watch it past the third episode. I hear that from a lot of women. Weird. (laughs) Maria, have you seen Handmaid's Tale? I haven't. I read the plot to it today, though. It sounds really good. It is excellent. I thought you were going to say you read the book and I was going to be really, really impressed. (laughs) (laughs) I just read the plots to things and then I move on. Um, I know what it's about. Yeah, it's, it's a really it's an interesting show, but it is super fucking dark. And so, yeah, there are four states already that have laws in place that automatically ban abortion the second Roe versus Wade is overturned. And those states are Louisiana, Mississippi, North Dakota, and South Dakota. Interesting thing about South Dakota, they tried to pass a mostly abortion ban in 2006 when I lived there. Oh, wow. And the way they did it is they just voted on it at you know, the the state capital between the House and Senate and just passed it through. And voters in South Dakota were actually really upset that they weren't allowed to vote on it. So they got it on the ballot in November and shot it down, which that, I was shocked. Yeah. What's up, South Dakota? Yeah. Why were you living in South Dakota? So, you know, <laughs> just pursuing my dreams. <laughs> living the dream, that's all. Uh, Got to go where the action is. Yeah. So according to a recent poll by the Kaiser Family Foundation, two thirds of Americans do not want Roe versus Wade overturned. And this is the thing you're hearing from a lot of Republicans now, too, where it's this is not a popular idea. Right. But we keep pushing it. Ireland finally got rid of the abortion ban. Like all these countries are finally that have had abortion bans historically are finally like, all right, let's let's move on. There's there's other things to to worry about. And we're like, you know what? We need to just turn things back to the 1950s. Right. I mean, the the best you could say is that it's a religious thing and it's against people's religion, which is like fine. Don't do it. Then. Don't get one. Yeah. You don't do one. You don't have to get gay married <laughs> either. Exactly. It's like if your religion is not our government. Yeah. I don't know why. And it's like, you know, if Mormons don't want to drink alcohol, they don't drink alcohol. Right. We don't have to go back to prohibition. Yeah. But you don't see Mitt Romney campaigning to get fucking Coke off shelves because it has caffeine in it. (laughs) But for some reason with abortion, we think it has to be this society, I guess, because, you know, people consider it murdering babies, which. Yeah. But I don't really buy into that because once the baby is actually born, all of those same people don't give a crap anymore. <laughs> They'll Why separate that, baby... that child from their family, for instance. And, Why does right. that baby have a job? <laughs> exactly. Why doesn't he have a better job? That's right. how we should get health insurance. Don't right. be a drain on society, baby. Yeah. Exactly. It's a taker. <laughs> yeah. My argument has always, when people bring up the religious angle, my argument is always, well, how do you know God didn't want that baby aborted? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe that's how that life ends according to God's plan. Sorry. Right. Did a, a I spring just pop out of the mixer? Yeah, basically. Maria, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I am kind of like, well, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, two thirds of Americans don't want it. Then, like, who are they pushing for? And 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 why is it so? so the third of Americans this? that voted for Donald, like the one of the things that's going on with every decision made by the Trump administration is. We're just going to make stuff that makes these 33% of people in America happy. They don't care what anybody else thinks. They don't care if it affects them. As long as the base is happy, even if it alienates regular cons- – not- I don't even know if regular conservatives really exist anymore beyond like John McCain like tweeting out something from his deathbed being like, I strongly disapprove of what's going on. Like I don't even <sighs> know how John many of those- I know. Exact- <laughs> exactly. Like it's all about making sure the 33% of people who are just crazy about Trump are happy. Right. That's all That's yeah. all they really care about. Yeah. And I don't know that he's necessarily delivering on a lot of the things he campaigned on. So it's no, kind of exactly, a good strategy. Because jo- jobs keep moving away from america the harley davidson factories are closing down uh i think bourbon and some bourbon and whiskey stuff that's uh, alcohol production in america is moving where is that wall 
Where there's is no that wall. wall? Yeah, and there's yeah. no wall. And there's no wall. Because of the Democrats. Because Democrats keep <laughs> playing games. Right. They well, keep voting against it with their, their majority, their congressional majority. <laughs> it's also Democrats' fault that they were tearing families apart. So yeah, yeah. everything's the Dems' fault. Oh, that Didn't fucking you know? story. <laughs> Not true, by the way. We did an episode of the Politics Podcast about it. Anyway, they're also making a Roe versus Wade movie. Get yeah. those movie passes fired up, everybody, um, to go see Roe v. Wade in theaters probably later this year. You think it'll make it theaters? <laughs> That's a good no, point. I think it will. This on video on demand <laughs> later this year. I think it will to see. <laughs> in that in this sort of like God's Not Dead 2 sort of like is in a few theaters in L.A., Right. But it's in a lot of theaters in Louisiana and a lot of theaters. Like, it, it, yeah. those movies actually do very well, those sort of just these like biblical yeah. story. Yeah. They, special screenings at the church yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. The, the guy make. I, oh, go ahead. No, I just, uh, you were going to say Nick Loeb. Is, is that him? Yeah. Nick Loeb is making the movie. Does anyone know anything about this guy other than. Just what you dated Sophia. I mean, what is her last name? I always want to say Volgara. (laughs) Vergara. Sophia Vergara. I kind of remember that story when it was happening. Yeah, I had not. I'm sure I heard about it, but I didn't remember it until uh, I researched this. But yeah, he dated Sophia Vergara for a while. And after they broke up, he sued her over the rights to these embryos that were produced via in vitro fertilization in 2003. And he said she wanted them destroyed, which she said she didn't, that wasn't even the case. She just didn't want them to be made into planted in her into babies. (laughs) And this guy sued to have them turned into babies. They were listed in the lawsuit as plaintiffs, Emma and Isabella. That's weird. That's just crazy. That's not named it. And he wanted to take it and put it in his girlfriend. Like he wanted his, his girlfriend I, to have these babies it, for him. And what did his girlfriend want? Like, <laughs> like this is <laughs> the kind of shit. right. This is the kind of crazy guy. Like the guys, the men who are most obsessed about this kind of stuff are absolutely insane to me because yeah. it literally has nothing to do with you. You cannot fight this hard to make someone carry a baby this girl should have just been like nick please have sex with me please just put <laughs> right why, why yeah. can't we have sex maybe we can make it the old i fashion. think and maybe this is what the court decided but i think maybe having a baby should be like one of those situations in a movie where like they're blowing up the nuclear bomb but like two people with the key have to turn it at the same time are you the gatekeeper <laughs> yeah i like that so that's just <laughs> Frozen embryo baby, like, turns out the same as, like, a fresh baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it, like, a little bit slower? I think it has, like, frostbite around its head forever. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till there's stores selling, like, fresh and frozen embryos. That will that will absolutely become a, this a is talking our, point. Like, this is our We don't freeze our Jones embryos. <laughs> fresh, never frozen. <laughs> Just like Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, a Louisiana federal judge eventually ruled in Sophia Vergara's favor and dismissed the case. And now Nick Loeb has taken all that anti-abortion energy with him to, I was going to say Hollywood, probably like Albuquerque or something. I don't know where they're going to film this. Or no, they have been, they've been filming it in Louisiana. Really? Yeah. Good tax breaks in yeah, Louisiana. <laughs> yes. There could be. There probably are. There are. No, there, there are. are. There are. Yeah. That's why we shoot pilots there, a lot of them. Yeah, every movie or pilot is in New Orleans or Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Stacy Dash is in this movie. A lot of, like, has-beens are in this movie, I've noticed. Like, Stacy Dash, is, like, her last thing was Clueless. Yeah. I don't think she's done much since. Steve Sh- well, Fox like, News. Right? Surely you're and, not and, calling like, Steve Gutenberg a has-been. He is a bit, isn't he? <laughs> His last big movie was, like, Sharknado. <laughs> like, <laughs> he needed something. Jamie Kennedy, come on. Jamie Kennedy is in this? Jamie Kennedy's in it. Joey Lawrence. Whoa. Oh, my God. Whoa. I wow. didn't know that. Oh, my God. You don't see, you don't see like, Angelina Jolie, although her dad is in it. Yeah, John Voight's in it. But that John Voight's fucking nuts. That doesn't surprise <laughs> yeah. me. It's like a bunch of child stars that lost their reason to live, so they latched onto some religious cause. Yeah. I, I feel like 
I'll have to see this movie when it comes out. Like I'll steal oh, it. Sure. You don't have to. No. But I'm just like no you nobody it's like a Christian like a person hate, doesn't have to get an abortion. It's like, like a this hate is watch. completely <laughs> optional. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hate watch kind of thing. Mm. Can't wait to do an episode about it with you in a year and a half. <laughs> do you hate really watching that? I I I wish I could just like watch this movie with all of you. Just <laughs> have an episode where we're just commenting on it the whole time. Oh, like mystery science. That would be kind of Fun. Yeah. yeah, that would be amazing. Sorry, um, that would be kind of fun. Yeah, we actually do that. With, we have a weekly podcast now where we just talk over movies. But we usually oh, do. You? We tend to do like good, not good movies, but like I don't. We don't go for like the low hanging, like really obviously absurd shit. Yeah. We did Gone Fishing last time. No oh, boy. We've done Field of Dreams. Oh, nice. But I would do. I would do Roe versus Wade. Just yeah. Just one low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Look it. out for that on your Twitter's America in <laughs> two years. <laughs> that was an enthusiastic endorsement, Brett. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Time for another update. So the news is less good this time around because, unfortunately, the Roe vs. Wade movie did indeed get made and is currently available for your viewing displeasure. But it wasn't easy. Shortly after news broke that the film was being made, the Daily Beast spoke to several crew members who were working on Roe vs. Wade at the time. If you can believe it, there was some controversy surrounding the filmmakers not exactly being forthcoming about what the movie was about when pitching it to cast and crew and possible filming locations. I mean, obviously, given the title, it's about Roe versus Wade, but that can turn out any number of ways, depending on the point of view it's being told from. And the filmmakers in this case were accused of distributing a, quote, whitewashed synopsis, end quote, of the movie to potential shooting locations. In the case of one of them, Tulane University, filming was halted after officials at the school realized what the movie was actually about. In general, people who worked on this movie seemed to be taken aback by the extreme point of view it took. Here's a quote from one crew member speaking to the Daily Beast. When I read the first two pages, I was like, what the fuck is this? End quote. The director and first assistant director both dropped out on the first day of shooting. So instead of hiring a new director, the screenwriters took over that job. It was their first time directing, and it set up wonderful moments like this one described in the Daily Beast article. Here's a quote. There was a moment where Joey Lawrence was trying to do a scene, and Kathy said to him, now make a face like this. And he called her out and said, that's not what a director does. You tell me what I'm feeling and where I'm coming from. You don't just say to make a face. Whoa. Imagine getting lectured about acting by Joey Lawrence. Brutal. Just brutal. Also, a costume designer, location manager, and several other crew members left shortly thereafter. The script was apparently so extreme that both Stephen Baldwin and Kevin Sorbo left the movie upon reading it. This anti-abortion movie was too extreme for Kevin Sorbo. That's crazy. And apparently that's the point where they just stopped sending the script to people in advance. It was also not revealed to most involved parties that conservative nightmares like Tommy Lauren, Milo Yiannopoulos, and Roger Stone all had cameos in the movie. One crew member who spoke to Salon.com, his name was Ben Collinsworth, he left after one day on the set and said that, for the most part, the crew that stayed behind only did so because they couldn't afford to quit. Here's a quote. The majority of this crew is not in favor of it. The majority of the crew is doing a job. End quote. He did later also call them economic hostages. So that's cool. I personally have not seen the movie, I know we joked about covering it for an episode at some point back when we recorded this. We are probably not going to do that. Fuck this movie. Let's get back to the podcast. So with all of this talk about banning abortion, I thought it would be fun to talk about a country that did ban abortion at one point and just talk about how well that went and 
how it ended for the guy who decided that should be policy. I'm talking about Romania. Uh, from 1965 to 1989, they were ruled by a communist dictator named Nicholas Ceausescu. And in October of 1966, he issued something called Decree 770, which... That sounds like a apocalyptic sort of... It does. It sounds like a sci-fi movie. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a great title for a sci-fi movie. It basically banned abortion. It outlawed abortion with, except for the following exceptions, women over 45, that was later lowered to women over, or lowered to 40, women who had already born four children, women whose life would be threatened by carrying to term due to medical complications, and women who are pregnant through rape and or incest. So one thing I noticed right away. Those this are is, reasonable. It's still a little less stringent yeah. than, than what we want here. If than we, Republicans, yeah. Yeah, if we had that, if we banned abortion like again, we would be like, nope. It's the rapist's right to, to have his child born. Yeah. It's, well, it's also a blessing from God. Yeah. The rape gave you a blessing from yeah. God. Didn't know that. It's lit. And the thing is, this wasn't motivated by religion at all. There was this weird situation in Romania where they didn't have a lot of available contraception. So people just kind of use people. Women use <laughs> abortion as a means of contraception. It was at, before they banned abortion. It was they had the most liberal abortion policies in Romania, the average woman could expect to undergo 3.9 abortions over the course of her lifetime. Okay, that's a lot. I that's a say, whole lot that of abortions. Lot of that's, abortions. Yeah. That is... So they were just like, having um, the... What do I got to do today? I got to go. I got to do laundry, pick up the dry cleaning, get some milk and have my abortion and then right. go get gas. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they were having like an everyday thing. Right. They were having the opposite problem as they were having in China. Yeah. Well, yeah, they definitely weren't having an overpopulation problem. Their population was declining. Yeah. Well, this is the most reasonable scenario I can think of for government to try to get involved. But you, you can't do it like this because, once again, it's just oppression of women making them cattle. Like, you'll get the population right. back up. You have to just encourage people to want families like they do in Japan or whatever, you know? Yeah. You can't. This was like a mandated start making families program. Right. To the point that basically when they ban abortion, what they would do is they made women go to visit a gynecologist monthly. I thought they came to the workplace. That was insane. Well, yeah, the I put that in the, the notes later. They actually, the in a lot of cases, the exams happened at your job. That is so nice. So they made it super convenient insane. for them. Like, you don't Sorry, have to come in. McDonald's will be closed till noon. We have the gynecologist <laughs> coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i Do mean they have like stirrups on their office chairs i wonder if they had to them? install that oh my god i bet That's you can nice. find i bet you can find some good soviet era romanian office chairs with the stirrups still in them oh my god i wonder e if they ever eBay. had like just like creepy guys just coming in like hi i'm the gynecologist today. i wonder <laughs> <laughs> you well, know they're from romania happened. yeah i think <laughs> It probably <laughs> still happens. <laughs> and yeah, so the, the population was on the decline. So they decide to not only does he want to turn that around, but Ceausescu had this idea of building supermen in Romania, but not supermen in the sense that they can save the world and fight crime, just that they would want to work all the time for the state, like day and night, always on call, ready to work and to build this workforce he needed women to start having a whole bunch of kids. So oh they put this policy in place and they took it even further by they removed contraceptives from store shelves altogether. Didn't seem like they had. Yeah. Which is another aspect. Like, at least we wouldn't have that here. I would hope. Well, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess we I live mean, in California, could. but like that's part of why they want to teach abstinence only education in these states they don't want kids to even know what condoms are right right so they go to the store and they're like what the fuck is like they don't even know i mean they just, so they don't know how to use them yeah because they always argue if they know that you can have a contraceptive then you'll just be fucking day and night true yeah yeah <laughs>
so fast about the contraceptives. Let's talk about Justice Clarence Thomas, one of the right-wing fucksticks who ruled in favor of overturning Roe v. Wade. He wrote in his ruling that the decision should also open up the possibility of reviewing other precedents that one could consider, quote, demonstrably erroneous, end quote. But here's another quote. In future cases, we should consider all of this court's substantive due process precedents, including Griswold, Lawrence, and Obergfell, end quote. And for the record, those are the rulings that legalized married couples buying and using contraception without government restriction, same-sex relationships, and same-sex marriage, respectively. Contraception in particular is what people are most concerned the Supreme Court will go after next. The Griswold case is cited nearly two dozen times in the Supreme Court's ruling. The thing about it is that the same one thing lies at the foundation of both the Griswold ruling and Roe v. Wade, which is the right to privacy. Again, here's a quote from Justice William O. Douglas in 1965 when the Griswold case was being argued. Would we allow the police to search the sacred precincts of marital bedrooms for telltale signs of the use of contraceptives? The very idea is repulsive to the notions of privacy surrounding the marriage relationship. End quote. But right to privacy wasn't enough to keep Roe v. Wade intact. So who knows if it will hold for contraception either. During her confirmation hearings in 2020, Amy Coney Barrett declined to answer whether Griswold was decided correctly. Some state governors, like Tate Reeves in Mississippi, have refused to rule out the possibility that their state would ban certain forms of contraception. Blake Masters, a GOP Senate candidate in Arizona, has said that he would, quote, vote only for federal judges who understand that Roe and Griswold were wrongly decided, end quote. When House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy was asked if he'd support the Supreme Court revisiting gay marriage and contraception, he refused to answer, just saying they are a separate branch of government that does what it wants. So I guess we'll see. Keep your fingers crossed. There's a good episode, not the Superman part of it, but there's a good episode of Battlestar Galactica about this <laughs> called the Captain. The episode's called the Captain's Hand, uh, where the conceit of the show is that there's only like forty thousand humans left, right? And the the policy of the government before there was a genocide was that abortions are all cool, and then the government has to sort of reconsider. Well, now that there's only like forty thousand humans left, and we need to sort of repopulate. Do we can we outlaw abortions? And it's a it's an interesting episode. The show, you know, throughout its run, does these episodes that I like, question how you feel about uh, like a liberal uh, a liberal belief like right. abortion or you know something like that. Check it out. Good show. <laughs> okay, I vow that there are only forty thousand people left in the world. I won't get an abortion. Okay, <laughs> like can yeah, we, yeah. Just, like... But what a great world that would be. <laughs> yeah. Only 40,000 oh, of us? That'd be so great. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Imagine, like, like DMV lines would be short. Parking. Amusement park I mean, rides would be oh, short. Is we that like a five-block radius of Burbank? Parking Korea yeah. town? Like, imagine that. No, oh, I mean, I, was, I drove across town on the 4th of July from my place on this side of town to, to Santa Monica, and it was empty. It was, the streets were empty, and not to spoil fucking Infinity War, y'all should have seen it by now, <laughs> but you know what? If Thanos snaps his fingers and there's no and like the traffic was like it was on the Fourth of July all the time in LA, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see Infinity War, so I don't really get that reference. All right, but now I, I now I know how the movie ends. I guess cool. <laughs> <laughs> it only came out three months ago. I'm busy, man. I'm very busy. So yeah, the state secret police would monitor surgical procedures at hospitals to make sure they weren't secret abortions. Any detected pregnancies were followed by health officials until birth. And they also sometimes inspected stillborn babies to make sure they weren't tampered with in the womb. Oh my God. (laughs) Not lit. (laughs) That is not lit whatsoever. Handman's tale. Handmaid's tale. And the direct consequence of this was there was a huge baby boom. Between 66 and 67, number of births almost doubled. Yay! Look at that workforce! All right! (laughs) And the number of children per women increased from 1.9 to 3.7. Damn, that's a lot of kids. Like, almost everyone has 
almost four kids. Yeah, that 3.9 yeah. abortions is now 3.7. <laughs> <laughs> and they actually gave kids born during th- these years, like the late 60s, early 70s in Romania, a name. They're called Decretai, or I'm not sure how you pronounce that in Romanian. I'm sure it's completely lit. <laughs> Maria, you're European. How do you pronounce that? Decretai. That was perfect. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> That was wow. That was really impressive. I agree. How many kids do you think were called 770? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. What if they did just start naming the kids after numbers? Yeah. You are one, you are two, you are (laughs) 9,552. Right. Welcome to the world. It's lit. (laughs) Surprise. This was a huge fucking disaster. Uh, There were more babies born at first, so the policy did briefly work. In that way, but also between nine and 10,000 women died seeking abortions in Romania under Ceausescu. And in the case of one woman, an employee of the Apaca textile factory, the Communist Party made her death a propaganda tool by bringing her coffin to the factory and showing it to all her co-workers to remind them what happens when you do try to get an abortion. Because it wasn't horrific enough. Exactly. Let's parade the poor women's dead bodies. Not bad. And the there's an interview. We'll talk about it in a second. But there's an interview with a woman who lived in Romania during this time and actually got an abortion. And it is a horrifying fucking story. It's so bad. But we'll get to it in a second. That 10,000, that's just the deaths from people who were actually brave enough to report the death as an abortion. Right. Because doing that made, like, that put your family at risk. It put the doctor at risk. Right. Right. It's like these people never saw Dirty Dancing. I mean, didn't didn't we all learn as children that illegal abortion just means dangerous abortion? Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, that's right. There is an abortion in that fucking movie. It's a, yeah. <laughs> Her dad saves the day. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's almost as if Romania did not see Dirty Dancing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's almost as if Dirty Dancing came out after this, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no, because that uh, factory thing happened. At, well, just barely. The factory thing happened in 85. Okay. They just missed it. Just missed it. Tragic. Has anyone seen Chuck Norris versus Communism? <laughs> Speaking of movies in it's Romania. It's on my Netflix queue. It's, no, it's really not. interesting. In Romania, they also banned all Western movies, like wow. anything from the West was banned. And at one point, this kind of industry sprung up around bootleg movies that were smuggled into Romania. And there was one woman in the country who like overdubbed all the movies. Uh, so if you watched any 80s American movie in Romania as a kid, every actor was voiced by this one woman. What? And it she That's would like awesome. she would like change the dialogue if she didn't like what was happening. <laughs> she wouldn't curse. Like oh, she wow. refused to, to curse. And the documentary is fascinating because the, the the risks these people took just to be able to watch movies in communist Romania in the 80s. Imagine what you had to go through to get a fucking abortion. Just to watch Cocktail. Yeah. A not good movie. You could get murdered trying to watch Cocktail. Wow. Sanctioned by the state. I mean, worth it. Yeah, absolutely. The way Tom Cruise flips the glasses, it's amazing. So another thing that happened, the increase in birth rates didn't last that long. The the birth rates started declining again in the 70s because Romania didn't do anything to make life better for these women or for their country in general. They were just like, have more kids, but still be as poor and right. oppressed as you are now. Right. So just... people started finding ways around it. Yeah. I mean, you're going to. <laughs> life finds a way and anti-life finds a way. <laughs> So, like, wealthy women were able to just buy contraceptives illegally or bribe doctors to give them a diagnosis that would allow for an abortion, which is a brilliant idea. Yeah. But only if you have the money. Right. Like, anything else, it's cool that those women were able to do that. But for women who didn't have that money, they just had a bunch of unwanted kids. Right. They, like, tied off a cow intestine and just tried to use that. Wait, they had, they either had the kid or they bribed the doctors like the doctors would like 
usually ask for sexual favors or rape them or whatever. Oh, right. God. I it, just watched this movie called, it's so depressing. It's called Four Months, Three Weeks, and Two Days. And it's a Romanian movie that like won a thing in Cannes. Uh, it came out like 10 years ago, about 1987. Like this girl has an abortion, but her and her friend basically have to sleep with the doctor because they don't have enough money. It's an indie movie. It's very slow moving. That's basically all that happens. But it's very depressing. Uh, that is depressing. A man in, th- in authority takes advantage of a woman. Surprise. Yeah. The interview with the woman who was living in Romania at the time, she basically found a doctor to give her an abortion. And then after this abortion, she like didn't stop bleeding. So she calls the doctor and is like, is this normal? And he's like, well, for one thing, he did. the. There was no anesthesia or anything. Oh, God, yeah. Which brutal and he was like yeah it's it's normal also how about i rape you right now Ugh. and she managed to like she managed Sorry, to why did i laugh there i don't know why i laughed there like so heartily too it's like oh uh, i think it was so... my delivery <laughs> I think so. it's perfect timing yeah inappropriate. It's comedic timing uh yeah so she was able to get him out of the house but still like that's wow as if it's not traumatic enough yeah i mean i just can't understand a man threatening rape with with a woman just like literally in a medical crisis yeah and that's where his head goes that's why i don't yeah because like there's no there's nothing she can do there's not like she can't run and tell police because it's like she's having an abortion right um she can't tell people there's a lot of shame in it and she's fucked so she doesn't want the baby like what are you gonna do right and also, this shouldn't surprise anyone, life for the babies was pretty fucking bad, too. For one thing, infant mortality rates went way, way up. So any gain they were getting from banning abortion, they were losing at least some of it in those babies just not living. And 10,000 at least women dying. Right. <laughs> right. Like childbearing. <laughs> right. Women Your incubators dying. are dying. Yeah. And... While infant mortality rates all around the rest of the countries surrounding Romania, which are Soviet countries in the fucking 80s, all their infant mortality rates are getting better. And Romania's just got 10 times worse, like on average, 10 times worse than the countries around them. And it was because of the abortion ban. It was, you know, babies that were just women didn't want these babies. Right. Like sometimes you don't want to have a, a baby. Right. And if you force women to have babies, it's Google back then. You couldn't be like, how do I safely get rid of my baby? Like, so it was just all (laughs) word of mouth and like mustard seeds were being thrown up there and rods and like rods. Yeah. uh, Sewing needles or like knitting needles and stuff. People are just doing it themselves. Uh, Yep. And what would happen then, too, is if it went like maybe the abortion would would take. But then the woman would just be infertile the rest of her life. Yeah. And if she's lucky, if she's lucky. Yeah. And so that didn't do much for Romania's goal of – they wanted their population to be 25 million by 1990. And they were at 17.9 million when they started this. And I think now they're at 17.1. So <laughs> it really went backwards. Yeah. But a lot of the kids born during this time also were malnourished. They were physically handicapped, which in a communist country in the 80s, physically handicapped were like waste. Like they had no place in society. Uh, and over 100,000 children were abandoned in orphan, orphan, orphan. God damn it. I, <laughs> I had a problem with this word this morning. Orphanages. Orphanages. Like, Sorry. Or, I'm not helping. <laughs> Orphanages. Uh, under Ceausescu, where they were routinely subjected to physical and sexual abuse, starvation, God. and general neglect. ABC's 2020 investigated one of these orphanages and described, quote, babies stacked on the shelves of a cart like loaves of bread. And at one point it was discovered that at least 10 percent of the decree children that were abandoned in orphanages were also infected with AIDS. Wow. Yeah. So it's a real pretty scene in Romania. Yeah, it was it was very bad. The abortion ban did not go well. People did not like it. And I'm sure it's all just coincidence, but this ended really bad for Nikolai Ceausescu. Oh, no. I know, right? (laughs) Basically, Romania was the only country in the Soviet Union where the people rose up and overthrew their government. 
Everywhere else, it just kind of fell with the fall of communism. But Romania, Nikolai Ceausescu, there's uh, I'll put the video up on the website. Should we watch a clip from it? I never get tired. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for, yeah. Maria won't hear it, but who cares? His face. <laughs> yeah. There's, <laughs> Sorry, Maria. Yeah. Who cares about Maria? <laughs> this is Nikolai Ceausescu giving his last speech. Something rivets his gaze. Shouts surge up. His speech stops. The camera wobbles. This is the look of a man who knows he's about to die. I think that hand gesture, though, he still thinks he might be able to control it. Yeah, he looks like he's thinking he's going to wave people down off the ledge. Yeah. What had occurred? A film camera from... Well, what had occurred was they broke in the fucking building. And he managed to get away for a few days. That was December 21st. One of the things that led to that, they had, he issued this decree on a Friday, some different, I forget what it was related to, but it wasn't an abortion thing. And he issued this thing on a Friday and he knew it was really going to upset the people. So to kind of combat that, he went on vacation. And just uh-huh. left the country for a few days and yeah. assumed it would he just went be... To, he went to Mar-a-Lago uh, to play... I, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, sounds familiar. Yeah. Bury, bury some bad news at 4.55 on a Friday and then just go just go tee it up. Yeah. Play 36 on a Saturday if you can. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's kind of what he tried. And he came back to people very fucking angry. And on Christmas Day, he tried to flee Romania by helicopter and the military forced him and his wife to land. And they take him and his wife both into custody, drive them to some military location, and do a one-hour just like show trial just to say, yeah, we tried him, and we found him guilty. And then immediately upon finding him guilty, they took him behind the building, tied him and his wife together, and shot them both. Wow. With a firing squad. And the first thing they did after... Ceausescu was kicked out of office was reverse decree 770. Yeah. Yay. So we can get abortions again. So I don't know. That's just a thing to keep in mind if you want to ban abortions. No wonder. Might end like Romania. Yeah. No wonder Melania is so upset. She's like, I do not want to be tied with this guy. (laughs) I hid in a hospital in a utility (laughs) closet at a hospital for a month. They couldn't find me. (laughs) Did she ever explain where, where she was at? During all that, she didn't yeah, get They replaced fucks. her. It's a different her. Yeah, <laughs> she was getting a jacket. A mean, mean jacket. <laughs> jacket shopping. Yeah, I hate when people are like, "Was that jacket intentional?" She was wearing a jacket from Zara. Of course, yeah. it was fucking intentional. When the hell would she ever wear a jacket from Zara? God right. damn it! Thirty-nine dollar uh, jacket. Yeah, yeah. Maria, what's the what's the ab- abortion debate like in England? Is there even one? Because I know for a long time in Ireland, like women would just fly to England and get. Yeah, that's why I don't think there's um, a debate, or I haven't really heard about any. It's just that it's legal. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, a lot of Irish women were were coming into England to have their abortions, and then fecking off back to Ireland. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, but that was that's. I mean, we're not going to like the U.S. isn't going to end up like Romania just for so many reasons. And one of it is just like uh, there are states that even if Roe is overturned, there are states that are still going to have legal abortion. So you could like I know a lot of women aren't like rich enough to like, oh, yeah, but have an abortion, you know, like stay for breakfast and come home. But like there are options. We have the Internet now. You can buy pills online. It's not going to end up like Romania. The thing about that, about us not turning into Romania is we wouldn't, but there would be individual states yeah. that definitely would. Because when you're when you talk about Romania, you're talking about Europe, which is basically like the United States of Europe, because it's just a bunch of state sized countries all smashed into the same geographical area. Whereas we're just one country with a bunch of small, smaller states. Right. So there would definitely be states that would probably be run a little bit like this. I right. mean, they would see they would see what's already happening in these states. If you're in the Dakotas or, you know, Arkansas or whatever, people are fleeing. Yeah. This, people are fleeing those states. People people are turning 18 and some people are staying. But a lot of people are being like, I don't need this shit anymore. I'm going to California. I'm going to Texas, which is becoming bluer. They're going to Georgia, which is becoming bluer. They're going to, you know, they're going to New York. They're going to big cities and everyone's flocking to the big cities. And these 
these states are just going to see a further decline in their population. Yeah, but I think that's what they want. I think they want less. Yeah. Yeah, they want they want Democrats to leave. They want people who would actually care if abortion was banned to leave and go to places like California where thanks to the electoral college their vote won't really matter that much. Like this is a way to keep states as red states. Yeah. If you can put an yeah, abortion the- ban in place, healthcare, if you can put pre-existing conditions back in place, yeah. Like those are things that'll make people flee to other states. I know, but I know the census is going to be fucked up in you know two years when we do it. But don't they have to readjust the the electoral college every ten years with the new census? California is going to, I think it's worth like fifty four, fifty seven points now. It's going to be worth sixty or something like that. Yeah, it could be. And all these other smaller states are going to go from five or six to four, you know, down to three. And there's going to be, you know. Abortions there's going to be 35, <laughs> gonna be 35 states that are all worth three or four electoral votes. And then New York and California are going to be worth, you know, yeah. literally win those two states plus a, a handful of other ones. And, you know, yeah. you're at 270. If the law still works that yeah. way by then. Yeah. yeah. Who well, knows? When California breaks off, then we'll just be our own. <laughs> yeah. If we can get Oregon and Washington to join in and we just completely cut off the the west coast from the rest of the country if everybody moves here we're just gonna be that's so heavy risk. that's a it's risk move. crack right off. yeah we're just gonna float to a different time zone anyway <laughs> it'll be fine i don't have a 405 what a mess oh uh, yeah <laughs> oh yeah too many people mm, never mind i don't want <laughs> california to break off from the united states i don't either what do you think about the the vote to make it three different states i don't like that either no i think it's it's a bad idea, and it's not going to play out the way the people pushing it think it's going to play out. No, it's, it's not gonna those are they're still all going to be re- relatively liberal areas, yeah, because that's just how California is. Even where it's a little more evenly split between liberals and conservatives up north, it's still kind of liberal, yeah. And it's just it's not going to achieve anything, and uh, we don't need. What, think of the flags, man. Yeah. We're all going to have outdated flags. Yeah. <laughs> 50 is such a good number. It's perfect. Know, 50 is such a good number. Poor Puerto Rico. Uh, yeah. That's the thing. The only thing I would be behind is if one state would leave so Puerto Rico could come in. That'd be cool. What about make the Dakotas one? Yeah. Or just get, or rid, just get of, rid of Florida. Yeah, get rid of Florida. There we go. That would be good, especially in this case. Yeah. That would help. Do we have comments? We can, we can do the incel episode or we can do a... Did, or another one? Yeah, let's do the incel episode. All right. First one from Africa Correspondent. Wow. Hey, official. Hey. Adam is such a good moderator. Hey. That's really nice. Thank you. Aww. Very nice. <laughs> um, that's all the comments I need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Those are all the lots nice of, ones. <laughs> lots of people are, are happy to have Caitlin back. That was a fun episode. It yeah. was good to have Caitlin Cut back on. And it's good to have Maria back on. And Thank Katie you. back on. Hey, yeah. Brett. Well, well, kind of come on, come on. Uh, let's see what what else. Um, Thanos Thassos says Brett saying he did comedy sports made me think of him and Chet doing who's on first bits and competing in tiddlywinks. Explain to me exactly what comedy sports is. It's a it's short form improv game. It's like who's on is it anyway, but for high schoolers. It's like a there's comedy sports theaters. It started in Milwaukee. There's one in L.A. I think there's a few other theaters in America. And it's basically just like a short form improv theater. Oh, okay. But they have this program where like an improv coach comes to the high school and you pay you pay comedy sports, you know, a hundred, a few hundred bucks a month or whatever the high the school does. So for people like yo, yo, yours truly, (laughs) who didn't do well in tackle football. It was just like something. It was just like a like sort of like a bonus drama club. It was like an improv club. Yeah, that was not like the theater. It was basically just improv, short form improv. Sounds fun. Do they have a hall of fame? Yeah, are you going to be in it? I'm in it. <laughs> you should Ooh. be. I'm in it. I'm accepting my my Technicolor dream coat <laughs> <laughs> next next September. That was a good reference. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any other comments? Uh, there's I just a lot all... of stuff. There's a lot of stuff about. In... There's just a lot of stuff about incels. A lot we talked of, like... about incels last week, right? That was do a fun. What... I, I mean, there's a lot of comments that are just like four paragraphs long, and I just, yeah. Maria, I just do you have, have is incel a word that even gets used in England? They're totally lit. <laughs> no, 
I don't know what it is. I don't know what you're, cause I just looked it up and it, it says it means island in English. It's a German word. <laughs> what is incel? What are you talking about? I think oh you're, gosh. you must be spelling it wrong. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's short for involuntary celibate. And it's this group of dudes who just kind of blame women for everything in life. So every guy, every guy, probably most of the shooters that we have. Yeah, it's it's a word that comes up a lot when it comes to mass shooters. There have been. I was I was going to say, are these the mass shooters of our? Yes. Yeah, there have been a couple mass shooters who explicly, and also the guy who drove the van through all those people in Toronto. You, like identify so there have been arguments incel. to find them, like, they partners, like sexual partners just to save i think that's world. probably the best idea yeah i mean well that's what we do we ban abortion and then we force women to have sex with incels there we go and but, you know that seems like a reasonable and then just throw those babies somewhere right <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know those women would understand their soldiers fighting for the common good <laughs> <laughs> exactly um, they you, identify as incels. I thought that was like an insult that we just know them as. They, n- no. no, I think they do. Yeah, they identify as it. There's, uh, they identify as involuntarily celibate. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Like okay. their their argument. Well, that's the one whole of their thing arguments is, it- is that women should be forced to have sex with them. Oh wow. Okay, I want to listen to this episode. It sounds oh, fascinating. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I mean, it's it's a there's a there's a lot of different aspects to it. There's like it's in some cases it's just dudes who clearly need some fucking well, therapy yeah, and right. need to be socialized like right. a dog, I guess. <laughs> but someone needs to teach them. How and to then do there's also like a really emotions. more radical, unsavory side to it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know about that side. I just thought it was like. You know. Yeah, there's a lot of people in the comments here who are like, oh, yeah, I have a friend who was like, who was one and I took him out. I was his wingman at bars a few times and he eventually got a girlfriend or, you know, I helping people just learn what's good about themselves. Right. Like yeah. people are attracted to people who are confident about uh, themselves in a certain way, whether it's comedy sports or playing the <laughs> piano or, you know, being good at math, whatever, like. People are attracted to competency and people who are not not arrogant, but, uh, you know, f- sure of themselves. And just you got to people have to fi- some of these incel guys just have to figure out how to tune that a little bit. And if you're good at, you know, yeah, take those crocs off, take those yeah, crocs. Like, yeah. Read a few Tony Robbins books and just, you know, get it together. That's what uh, <laughs> Caitlin said too. Tony Robbins books. Now, really? I, now I feel like I want to read some Tony Robbins books. <laughs> See what's going on. That man there. is very confident. I would say if you're in high school, I mean, everyone in high school is an incel. I was involuntarily celibate in high school. I went, around, I went out and changed that. Oh, that sounds horrible. But like, <laughs> I, I became a confident person and people wanted to sleep with me. But I would recommend doing comedy sports. You can think on your feet. And there's all sorts of women who want to, who are involved in the, the in the theatrical arts. Yeah, there's also a lot of nerdy women that are into nerdy guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever your thing is, there's a woman out there Honestly, doing it too. Yeah, I think the improv for community, like, I think they get married a lot more than, like, stand-up comedians. I've noticed this. Like, they're more likely to get married because they're, they're used to working with other people and being part of a team and collaborating. And, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've noticed that improv comedians, like, yeah, they're, they're like real people who have families and stuff, but... Stand up weirdos just die alone a lot of the time. Yay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, incels. Uh, res- <laughs> respect women. So, there's, otherwise, there's an abortion ban, and yeah, that's we might have to overthrow day. our leader in 25 years or so violently. You never know. Yep. It'll yeah. be all those babies that were made to be born. I'm into that, born. though. 20 years. Well, that's that's how long it took them. Oh, okay, and it was iron like not probably not ironically a lot of those kids from that early generation of right decretai you know, were the ones who overthrew seven seventies. Yeah, just, like, I talked to my friend. From, I talked to my friend from Romania, and he was like, "That's really just kind of like a Western idea that it was the decree that um, decretai that like overthrew him." But really, like they were just like. They were in a bad situation. Poverty was bad. They were being rationed, and it was just getting worse in the eighties. And then, yeah, thanks, Maria. We have to delete this episode now. Yeah, <laughs> spent, Adam Sorry. spent so much work on the notes. 
So yeah, you time. really ruined it. <laughs> I guess we have to abort this episode. Uh, Not lit. Little abortion. Ah, oh, we did it. <laughs> All right. So that's the episode. Um, when does this go up? I think this one's going up a week from Tuesday. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> A week from Tuesday. So all the shows I have coming up will have happened by then. But you can subscribe to the rest of our podcast on Patreon, patreon.com slash unpops. That's a thing I have to plug. Katie, do you have anything? Oh, uh, if you're in L.A., you could come out to my live comedy show on July 16th. It's in a backyard, but we give away free booze. So it's a good time. Nice. Yeah. Maria, what do you got? Um, if you're in the UK, check out my website. All my shows are listed on there, mariashahada.com. I thought you were going to say that only people in the UK could look at your website. Yeah. That would have been... No, everyone can. But, like, don't be sad when you can't come to a show because you live in, in, like, Romania or, or you know, somewhere else. Well, I am sad that I'm I can't come to a show. I'm probably going to perform in Romania this year. <laughs> but oh, wow. if that happens, I'll, I'll let you know. Did you get some material from this episode? I did a lot. <laughs> really sad episode. I was like, how am I going to be funny about this? But uh, we don't have to be funny. Yeah. We're talking about a borscht. <laughs> Brett, Brett, what do you have to plug? Guys, this summer of Big Brother is heating up. <laughs> what a season it's been so far. There have been dick slips, nip slips, everything. Check out my podcast, Hey Julie, on wherever you get podcasts. Hey Julie BB on Twitter. Uh, you know, this is what I do every week. All right. Hey, Julie. Goodbye. (laughs) Brett has a big brother podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's so loud. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Brett, say goodbye. Goodbye. Katie, say goodbye. I'm sorry. I'm sweating on everything. Goodbye. Oh, goodbye, everybody. We love you. Street. Bring a blood object to Bristol Street. I'm not a